0: to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. good all right my friends i am really really excited to bring sean white the intentional carnivore for our podcast on carnivore conversations and sean is just amazing now sean started carnivore on april 17 22 and since that time he has lost 269 pounds and he may share something more or plus or minus but amazing reverse type 2 diabetes Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, gone. Eliminated gout in the medications for it. He is off his three hypertensive medications he was on, and no longer does he have sleep apnea. But the absolute best non-scale victory, uh, Bella Ma, thank you so much, Sbg, is that depression is gone, which is debilitating. And I know that because I've suffered from depression for many years. This journey has restored more than just health, as it has also instilled greater faith and strength for him, his marriage, and been a better father to his children. And his mission now is to help get this message and the possibilities of it to the world. Sean White, I'm so grateful you're here. Would you please start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're from?
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor for me to be here with you. You know, you know, I love hanging out with you and and spending time with you. And um, so, yeah, I man, I'm from I'm from a little town that nobody's probably heard of right outside of Greenville, South Carolina, right in the back of the woods. Um, Most people that hear me speak can tell that. But um, yeah, so you you covered a lot of it. April the 17th. 2022 basically changed my life, but I have a whole history before that. You know, I was a paramedic. I worked EMS for about 12 years. Um, There's a a litany of things that I've done, a litany of failures, you know, um, that, that I have, put in my pocket and carry along the way. So I am enjoying the fact that, you know, now that I can talk a lot about the successes and, and things that I've been able to accomplish, but there's a lot of stuff before that, but you know, it's very, very much exciting to be able to do that. And um, so um, I'm just a normal guy. Honestly, I still work a day job. I still get up and work, you know, write trauma reports for the hospital these days. Um, So that that's basically, you know, who I am. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I've been married for 21 years, uh, July the 20th of this year. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And um, it's been amazing.
0: Well, maybe you could start off and tell us a little bit about your the, the things that you suffered from. And what was it like? How how was it? How was it emotionally? How was it physically? In all ways that we can understand a little bit about the personal side of of Sean Wayne. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so, I I, I like to speak about the depression. I don't like to speak about it, but I like to share that with people because I feel like the in it shows my weakness, but at the same time, it shows all those people who are still suffering from that, that there's hope and there's a possibility to get out of it. So I will talk about that for sure. I was 457 pounds whenever I started this journey that I know of. I could have been, you know, heavier than that. And it was horrible. I was diagnosed with type two diabetes. It was horrible. I, you know, had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's horrible. I had sleep apnea. I had to wear that Darth Vader mask on my face, you know, every night, Um, laying there beside, you know, beside my wife or on the couch, which is where I ended up sleeping because I didn't want to keep her up. Um, All those things were horrible. Taking those medications and forking out that money and going to see the doc to get the refills every month. It was horrible. All those things were horrible. But that depression, Mm. um, it was so debilitating. It was demoralizing. It was you realize that there's something isn't right You just don't know how to do anything about it. And so that's a lot of what, where I was at. Um, I couldn't take a shower without sitting on the side of the tub. I was 39 years old. I could not stand long enough to bathe myself without having to take a seat. The, if, if, you know, the, the steam that, you know, you love when you jump in the shower these days. Yeah. That would just about suffocate me. Mm. Um, I could, I'd get lightheaded. I would feel like I was going to, fall over in the shower and I couldn't walk, you know, I would, like I said, overweight, 457 pounds. Um, whenever I, I had walked from the couch to the bathroom is about the distance that I would walk before starting carnivore, before starting walking, before having any energy or anything like that for over three years. Wow. A question. What do you think were
0: the things that led up to all of these problems? That, that you may have been exposed to or the habits or the things that may have caused the, the, the obesity and the, the, all the other diseases that went along with it?
1: I think it was oh, many, many years of bad decisions accumulating and adding up and coming to a head during that time period me honestly i i kind of think of it and i don't know that i've ever tried to describe what i you know how it came about but like i feel like it was a perfect storm because Mm dear, you know 2019 is whenever i lost my job uh as Mm -hmm. you know in ems after about 12 years ergo when did covid start so you got that on in the social setting you've got my health that was in the in the dumpster, I wasn't even 457 pounds at that time. I was over 400 pounds, but um, I was overweight. I, my blood pressure, you know, I was already on the medication. I was already on the gal. All, Most all the problems. I had not been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes yet. I think that's about the only problem that I didn't diagnosably on my file have at that time. And so bad decisions along with the social stuff that was going on with COVID, along with, you know, losing my job, you know, everything just together, I feel like made created a perfect storm and hit me all at one time.
0: When were you diagnosed with type two diabetes?
1: I was diagnosed in 2020 with type two diabetes. So about a year after I lost my job.
0: I mean, one is you've been in EMS for a long time. You've been married for years and a family. So there's there's a human being there that I know as a dedicated human being, hardworking. I'm just wondering the because we're talking about carnivore and 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 nutrition, mm-hmm. and ultimately mm-hmm. you didn't make it happen on your own. Something in our diet, I believe, is the single factor that gets us where we're at that causes our troubles because we're taught something from the day we're born to eat things. that are not natural for the human body. Would you say that is true?
1: And for you? Uh, Absolutely. I I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think from an early age, we're taught to feel desires inside of ourself uh, with things that we were never intended to have. And so by the time we're old enough to realize that we're not supposed to have them, we're already addicted and subjugated to them, you know? And I think that's a a lot of it. So yeah, absolutely. I I think it's multifaceted as well, though. Like how did I stick to it? How did I um, continue with carnival? How did, how did that happen for me? Like it, it produced, it provided and produced for me something that I got in nothing else it produced contentment as far as nutrition wise um when you i I found out very quickly after i started eating that fat and that protein on a consistent basis and not adding it's not just that i ate the fat and the protein it's that i did not eat the other things Mm. it was it was it was both together i feel like and the fat and the protein satiated me to a point that i was full and when you're full do you want more of course not you know and so it gave me a contentment with my diet and that initially initially on first on i ate enough and ate to satiation and it and it gave me that contentment and it pushed me forward until i could start seeing some of the results down the road that gave me the inspiration and the momentum to hold on and to want to do it more. So then it was, then it was, it was adding up. So what was the
0: moment that you said, okay, enough. And, or what was the inspiration that gave you the, the shining light that you wanted to move towards? Get you, you
1: mean getting started with it or when
0: you were suffering for so long, you didn't just mm-hmm. think, ah, oh, carnivore, I'm going to do that. Something came into your environment that said that looks interesting and, and
1: what, and who was the inspiration that, that got you to make the changes? Well, that's an interesting, uh, interesting little tidbit there. You know, I would lay on the couch and listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. You know who doesn't love listening to Joe Rogan? I don't agree with the man on everything, but listen, the guy is straightforward. You know, he's he's when he does those interviews and things, he's he asks questions that nobody's asking. He lets people speak. I like that, you know. And I I agree with him on some things, and I disagree with him on some things, but I like overall. I think he's he's great at what he does, so I would listen to Joe. I like it was interesting to me. And one day he had uh, Rhonda Patrick on there discussing the carnivore diet, who's obviously not for the carnivore diet. But their discussion kind of got me to thinking about it. And I was in a place of hopelessness and depression. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I was honestly at a point in my life I did not want to see tomorrow. That's the point I was at. I yeah, was yeah. N- as far depressed as I've ever been or could imagine anybody being. And so I was grasping for whatever I could find to continue to, to be here for my children, to be here for my wife, to find to get out of the hole that I had found myself in. After listening to that interview with Joe and Rhonda, it just got me to thinking. And one day I was like, I, I cannot continue to live like this. Either I'm going to find a way out of this or I'm done. I'm checking out. Honestly, that's just the point I was at. Wow. And, you know, and it's not because I'm not a man of faith. I'm a man of faith. I make that very public on, on you know, on my channel. I believe in God. I trust in him. And I did even at that time, which is another whole nother issue when it comes to how I ended up where I was at. Um, but at the same time, and I would I would talk to God. God, why in the world are you doing this to me? Or why is this happening to me? And and all these things. And, you know, sometimes I think it. Knowing why doesn't help, but nevertheless, that's a different story for another day, I guess. Um, you know, I I Can believe I
0: comment? I, here's I'm just gonna throw in this one because he loves you. Yes, everything yes. is because he loves you, but keep going. At- still, we're, we're gonna have another conversation about that, and
1: maybe we'll add a little bit <laughs> too. all right. That that's cool too. Um, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. So, yeah, I, I I I heard that interview. I heard what they were discussing. It wasn't necessarily the same thing that I, you know, what I what I would hear later on. I stumbled out of that interview and kicked the idea around. I would talk to God. Like I said, I prayed, God, you got You got to get me out of this hole because I cannot do it myself. And not too long later, maybe the next day or even that day, I don't know how far what day it was away from it. I stumbled across this crazy doctor. He was insane. His name's Dr. Ken Barry. You know, you know this guy? And oh, yeah, uh yeah. He, he kind he, of sounds he, like he, you, by the way. Yeah, he sounds a yeah, lot he, like me, which, which kind of helped me relate, you know. Right on. And and uh so the common sense country boy is <laughs> what he says. Um, but nevertheless, I listened to him I'm like, this guy's got to know better. He's been a doctor for 20 something years. He was in the ER. He's, you know, he's no dummy, you know, but what he's saying, there's no way that works like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to listen to him because I know enough about the body from working in the healthcare field for a while that what he's, the things that he's saying that I do know makes sense to me. So the stuff that he's saying that I don't know, it's worth listening to because the other stuff does make sense. So let's try this thing and he's not trying to sell me anything. He's not trying to get me to get involved with this $10,000 a night program, you know, buy these little packets of food and have them shipped to my. He's not trying to do all that. He's just saying, listen, if you will try this, this thing called beef, butter, bacon, and eggs for 30 to 90 days, It's going to it's going to drastically its elimination diet It's going to change your change your being like, dude, you know, that sounds amazing. If I could like I could eat beef, butter, bacon and eggs for 90 days and lose weight. Get out of here. And then I stumbled into from there into a community on Facebook because he made a big deal about community. Yeah, you need to get involved. You can't be isolated, which is also why I do the same now. Isolation is so, so hurtful to us. We're not meant to do life alone. Um, I stumbled into that community and found some support. I found some tips. I found some friends. I found some accountability. I found people that I, I, you know, I I hang out with people that I consider family even today that have seen my journey from the get go. That's the people that I found in those communities, not everybody, obviously you're going to have your bad apples, but the majority of people, you know, are amazing. And that's what I found. And that's how it kind of got kicked off and how it got going.
0: And, and so you focused on what in your, your diet and anything else that you focused on that helped you on this path?
1: The, the obviously the god you know it, yeah. the the further i go along this journey the more dedicated and more renewed my faith and my um relationship i call it a relationship um not a religion um but the the more that is strengthened um but as far as the diet i start when i started off eating carnivore i tried a month of it in october before i went full fledged in april i did it for 30 days Let's try this thing out. It was absolutely, you know, I still had the sauces. I still had, you know, a lot of the stuff that contained ingredients that I just weren't aware at the time. I didn't understand that. I got to look at all the sugar that's in this barbecue sauce. That I, That's why I love this stuff. Right. right. Um, yeah. However, it was so drastically different from what I was used to having and the way that I was used to doing business. That it made it, I felt amazing, and I was like, I have got to do this. I don't know if I can do it starting before Thanksgiving because, you know, I'm still addicted to these foods, right? I'm going to my brother's. I'm going to have the turkey and the dressing and all the things, and then Christmas, then my birthday and New Year's and all those things. Nevertheless, um, I kicked that can down the road, and then I kept saying, tomorrow I'm going to get started because I felt amazing on that. That was cool. And tomorrow and next week and next month, nevertheless, I kicked that can down the road a good ways. And then finally, April the 17th of 2022 was the day that I started Carnivore and grabbed a hold of it and never let go and still have it. Um, but I changed whenever I finally in April. I was like, I got to do this and I've got to do it right. I started I would eat three times a day. I would eat nothing but animal products as, as it's you know related. Uh, if it had a mama in a face, you can have it. If it doesn't, you can't have it. You know, I cut out the sauces. I started drinking water. Um, that, that was basically, it was, it, at that time, it was eat till satiation. Eat as much as you can eat. Don't try to cut and limit and, and, and control your portions. Get the nutrients that you've been lacking for so long and get satiated.
0: And get away from the, the poisons of plants. And, mm-hmm. and add the fat. And so what were the first things that you noticed and how long did it take to get the first benefits?
1: Oh man. The first thing I probably noticed was a couple of weeks in the transition period. I, you know, I got to the, to almost to where I didn't, I just didn't want to see the food. Um, I, I kind of, was like, man, if I see another steak, I am going to absolutely lose it. Who doesn't love steak, but you get to that food aversion, I believe because you're eating it so much and you don't have the, variety um that you you know you think you need um and so not that it's wrong to not enjoy your food there's enjoy your food that's fine it's fuel um but that the first thing i noticed was that food aversion and i just didn't want it anymore i didn't really see anything n- crazy noticeable other than being satiated being full until probably about G- I went beef, butter, bacon, and eggs only in June for a challenge in the group. Um, they would do challenges at carnivore quest every every month and still do, and they were challenging everybody to do the beef, butter, bacon, and eggs. And I'm like, man, I can do anything for thirty days. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm gonna give it a go, you know. And that's what I that that is what I eat now. Um, but about a month after I started that is I after I started beef, butter, bacon, and eggs. I noticed that my energy level was through the roof to the, yeah. now, like I said, you're talking about a guy who spent three years late, literally laying on a couch. He would sleep all night, get up and take a nap. Um, I had no energy, it would, you know, but I, when I got to that point on this journey, I had to do something with the energy. I couldn't just sit still. The problem was I was 450, you know, however many pounds and I couldn't walk. So I started walking from the couch to the back bedroom of my house, touching the door and walking back to the couch, back and forth down the hallway, that kind of thing. And then one day I don't there's a church uh, not far from my house. It's probably, I don't know, uh, a quarter of a mile to the front doors of it. And I used to walk, you know, years ago, I used to walk over there. Um, and nevertheless, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to walk over there and touch the door on that church, which is kind of funny because I can't walk to the bathroom without being out of breath. Right. It, and not just that, if I stood for longer than about 30 seconds, I would start going numb about my sciatic area. Um, and I, if I didn't sit down when it started going numb, I would fall over, you know, so I. Wow. Wow so finally i told my wife listen i've got so much energy i got to do something with this just sitting around and walking around in the house ain't gonna cut it and the next day i walked over there and took a picture and i sent it to her touching the door of that church and i never slowed down i was after i walked over there and touched the church door and came back i said tomorrow i'm gonna walk over there and touch that church door twice and i did it twice and i did that for a little bit and then there's about three quarters of a mile to a stop sign at the end of the road i live on and after I did the church thing, I said, I'm going to walk that stop sign. And it got to where I was just, do- I would always try to up next week what I did this week. And it became like a challenge. I was challenging myself to do, just do one more step, one more step.
0: Mm-hmm. So my suspicion is, is that we're, our energy is drained on a plant-based lean meat diet. And you're suffering from all these diseases and, and uh, diminished um, energy which I felt in, in depression before and, and, and all the similar diseases as you, I didn't, I didn't know that I had fatty liver, but I had bowel bleeding, arthritis, psoriasis, kidney stones, migraines, and you know, the brain fog and, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of sort of anxiety, um, that, that I suffered from and, and going carnivore, like that was the thing I tried paleo keto and they didn't do a thing. Tell me a little bit about the, as you began to see the changes where was your mind going in this, and what was your motivation and to get to the next level?
1: Man, it was it was extremely exhilarating. It was it was phenomenal to me because, I, like I said, I'd spent that three years so dark, so deep, so depressed, and I did not even realize until a couple of months in, like you have not thought about leaving Earth for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know how that makes sense. You know, to somebody who hasn't been there. But to, whenever you're, you despair of life, and you spend a long time there. You're isolated. You don't get out. You don't talk with people. You barely talk to your family. And when you do, you're so isolated that you start believing things that aren't really even being said. You read things into situations that's not even there. If that you know. Brain dysfunction.
0: I I call it brain sickness. Essentially. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking straight because your brain is damaged and it's the same damage that happens to every other organ of your body. And, and Mm -hmm. so that is it, but keep going. I'm, I'm really inspired by your story.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so once I got started, once I got down the road just a little bit, I started, realizing what was happening and how I felt not that I, you know, I didn't have a plan. I was just trying to stick to the process. If it was going to work, I was going to give it what I had because I was tired, literally tired. I was ready to give it all, you know, Um, one way or the other, either way, if this didn't work, the other way was going to work. One thing was, I wasn't going to stay like I was no matter which way it was, was fortunately, It worked exactly as it was intended to work, exactly like our bodies are intended to have it. When I started giving myself that nutrition, it just took me a while to realize it. And once I realized it, it was on them because I was like, man, I feel good. I'm starting to get that energy back. My mind is starting to be strengthened. I can get out of this. I've lost a little bit of weight. I haven't had those horrible crazy thoughts i'm starting to sleep better man Mm. a good night's sleep a change change your being by itself just about you know um i had i i I slept all the time but i didn't get good sleep If that Mm. you know Mm. and there's a big difference between laying down and closing your eyes and getting good sleep were you still
0: using the apneic uh uh uh, equipment to help you breathe
1: i was the sleep apnea machine absolutely and i It, it it tapered for a long time through the journey, and I have not not slept with it quite a few times now. sometimes I like I got so bad in the habit of putting it on my face that like now even like i'll I'll put it on my face because you know, going to bed because like I'm so it got became like a habit, but I went to my brother's for the fourth and it didn't even take it with me, and I was like, I'm not turning around to go get that thing. You know I don't need it. I don't stop breathing anymore. It was just a habit, you know. Um, but I don't need it anymore. Wow.
0: Wow. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration that uh, moved you to share your story and motivate and help others.
1: Well, like I said, whenever I found my way into that carnivore group, carnivore quest community, I became the first moderator in that group. It was probably about two or 300 people at the time. And now it's about 5,000. Um, but I, whenever I started feeling so good when I started walking, when I started eating correctly, when I started realizing all these things, I said, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not working right now. I hadn't had a job at, at that time. And I said, I, I even made the post in the group. I'm going to start encouraging people, whether you deserve it or not, whether you ask for it or not. I, I told him, I said, you people are going to get so sick of me because I'm going to encourage people because that's where my heart was at. I felt yeah. so good for coming out of that depression, coming out of that hopelessness and finding the desire and drive to continue to press forward with something. And, and that's exactly what I did. So as far as the YouTube and all that stuff, now, I really never planned on starting a YouTube channel. It was never my goal to do these things and start a YouTube channel. I just, for so long, and me and Larry Burquist from Carnivore Quest talked about this for almost a year. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, you know, I don't want to pressure you to do it. He's like, this got to be something that you feel like, you know, you want to do. And I tried it a couple of times. I made a video of me walking the very first time and put it in the group for the challenge. And that's the first thing I put on my channel back last September. Um, But it was never a let me start a YouTube thing. I was always in the group trying to talk to people, trying to give people, hey, I found this. This works for me. This might work for you. This, you know, try this or whatever. Just trying to help people get what I learned. And then the weight really started dropping. And I was like, man, this is insane. You know, yes, I'm strict. Yes, I'm, you know, doing those things. But when I started seeing that and others started noticing it too, they're like, what are you doing? And they would ask me and I would spend a lot of time telling them. And so long story short, the inspiration for me doing it was I felt like it's my responsibility to not hoard the information that I have, to not hoard the, the possibilities that are open for not just me, because I don't feel like that I'm special. I don't feel like that it's something that's primarily just for me. I don't think that the knowledge is. I don't think the experience is. There's other people that can experience it too. And just giving somebody just a little bit of hope that don't get off the couch, that don't do Facebook, that don't do this or that, if you can reach those people and just say, look, You may not have any will right now to go on. You may not have any motivation to continue on, but you can and you don't have to stay that way. And I feel like I've been there. I've lived that. I've experienced it. And what kind of person would I be if I didn't share what I have found and and try to get that out to the world? And I get to do it with a lot of other people who are a lot more talented than I am. But that doesn't negate the responsibility that I have to share the experience that I've got to experience.
0: Helping others is our, is our real goal in life and, and giving to others. A, l- a little question about your church, uh, how have other uh, people in the community uh, come up to you and, and sort of been similar in the, the questions, the comments and the stories.
1: Yeah. As far as the, the church thing. Yeah. I, a lot of people that are um, that know me from before you know, mm-hmm. before all this stuff, and before the YouTube, and before even the carnivore, I have had people call me that I have not talked to in years um, that have noticed and been like, "What in the world are you doing? Like, you have to tell me about this." Like you gotta explain it to me. They wanna know, you know, how because they saw the four hundred and something pound guy who was miserable, who was yeah. negative, who was always finding the worst in things, who was in the paramedic mindset to always look for the the problem and you know, whatever. Um And so I've had people contact me like that. There have been a handful that just don't understand what it's about and they think it's weird. And and that's fine, too. You know, Um, I'd be glad to explain it to them, too. Um, But overall, it's been nothing but love and support because it's hard to argue with what my experience. You know, it's hard to argue when somebody's got receipts. You know, you got I've got the blood work. I've got the results. I've got all these things. And you know we can talk about it, and I love sharing it. But overall, you know, yeah, there's been a there's been some a little negative, but overall overwhelming support for the most part. Do,
0: do you do you think a lot of the negative maybe it's all secondary to the propaganda we've all been taught for so long, and what you're doing might get you to lose weight, but it's going to be dangerous for you in the long term. Hmm.
1: Oh yeah. And I, I do. I think. I think a lot of it is uh, just not knowing any different. And yeah. because even me, that's how I was when I started. I was very skeptical. Whenever I, like I said, my goal weight was 190 pounds. Okay. When I stumbled into Dr. Kenberry, you know, I joined this private group. You know, not long after, uh, right after finding him, um, and I was like, all right, Dr. Kenberry, if if this is what you say it is. I want to be 190 pounds. Well, I, this past Tuesday, I weighed in at 188 pounds. So
0: rock on. Amazing. God yeah. bless you, my friend. God bless you. So what, what exercise have you focused on? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: I, I walk. I mean, it's, it's, that's the only exercise that I have been involved with. And now I, I got to where I was walking, uh, like I said, I started walking to the back door bedroom of my house and then it got to where I would walk more and more and more. I think at one point I was walking anywhere from five to 10 miles a day, not yeah. fast, not running, not jogging. But I would go out and and put in five to 10 miles, just a normal pace, like, like you're strolling through the the park or whatever, you know, just go out and walk, you know, walk straight to the stop sign and walk back. But as far as workout routines, do you, I do, do think, desire to do that. But but you haven't
0: done it and yet without it, your your body is leaning up uh, and strengthening up, leaning out and strengthening up in, in in so many ways that and I you know it's ultimately I don't think we need exercise, we need movement. And the more you move, the better it is and be creative as best you can on that journey. And this idea of, of, I mean, it's taken you years, I'm sure, to gain the weight, but ultimately about a year to lose the weight. I say use the weight because we're using the fat. We're not losing it. It's it's just used as the energy of your body. And Mm -hmm. the proper human diet is probably sounds like the thing that was the most powerful because it changed your mindset.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the community, 100%. the, the motivational community, which uh, that's the part that I love the most in, in all of this. And I, I love hanging out with, with all of the, I've been on Ken Berry's and Sean Baker's and and just as a, as a participant, uh, not even being mm-hmm. interviewed, just being there because I love listening and watching their beautiful energy. And, and uh, we all need inspiration because we are, we're, we're, we're like lions and wolves. We're pack and family oriented. And so much of what we've been given for so many years of our lives is that the hangout has been eating the bad food, drinking the uh, incorrect, drinking alcohol, maybe using other drugs that were not in our best interest.
1: What's your goal in in all of this? My goal is at this point. My goal has changed uh, quite a bit. I think it's grown. I don't. I don't want to say I've completed a lot of goals, even though I've I've reached some goals. The goal kind of morphed and it's changed and it's kind of grown. But my goal is to see other people get it. I feel like that is what I now consider. um, This that's how I kind of want to judge success. At this given point, because I have reached what I intended to get to. I have done even more than I intended to do um, or even imagine that was even possible for that matter. Um, but my goal is absolutely 100 percent to to share with other people the experience that I've had and, and inspire, help, motivate. Get content, whatever that looks like, um, to where other people can see the success that you can have doing this as well.
0: Are there any particular topics that sort of have you most curious about in, in this particular area?
1: Man, I'm I I've been in love with it. And like even the learning process, as you're well aware. Like I and I, I run back to what you just. I kind of wanted to hit that anyway. Mention what you just said as far as getting into the community. I love getting into the community that you put on. When I get the opportunities, I jump in that. In that, that live show that you do, I suggest everybody do it. If you're not part of a group, get in there and learn. You don't have to, you know, talk or whatever until you feel comfortable doing that. He puts one on. Um, Bella's got one. Uh, You know, Dr. Barry's got one. You've got all these people. Dr. Chapia has one. There's a lot of these people who you guys who have these groups and have these things like that. Um, And. I, like that right there is phenomenal Me because each one of us, I feel like has a different, not necessarily a different message because I feel like it's all the ketogenic way of eating for the most part, but it's, it's got your personalities with it. And I feel like it mm-hmm. reaches different people. And as far as like something in particular, I'll right now I'm, I've, I've been in the learning mode and I'm still in the learning mode. Um, I, 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 take from you guys and I see how you guys do it and I learn and I grow and I'm like, well, how can I do it? And it fit me and kind of like they're doing it, you know? And so that's kind of what I'm in love with right now, learning and growing and sharing. It's, it's almost like an in and out kind of thing. If that makes any sense, you know, that's kind of where I'm still at.
0: So for Sean White, two years ago,
1: mm-hmm. what would
0: be your advice to that person coming from you today?
1: Oh, my goodness. The main thing I would say is release yourself from the chains that you had the keys to the locks to. Because I feel like for so long, for so many years, I was in captivity, but the jailer Mm -hmm. was me. I had the keys to it. And all I had to do was unlock the locks and, and leave. You know, I didn't have to stay that way, but in my mind, I couldn't fathom changing. I could. I wouldn't accept things that were outside of the cell. You know, I wouldn't accept help. I wouldn't accept knowledge. I wouldn't accept anything, um, and I was holding myself imprisoned to a miserable life because that was the known and that was the comfortable. And I wanted and, and it was easier to stay miserable and depressed and sick and unhealthy than it was to release the chains and, and move forward with something that may be a little bit risky that you don't know. Even it turns out the things that you, you know, that were you consider risky that you think are unknown are the things that you were intended to have the whole time that you were keeping yourself in bondage from. Um, so that's the 100 percent what I would tell myself
0: what is the number one thing that inspires you to keep at it?
1: Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm doing it for, I feel like this is like a calling. I do. I feel like this is something that like I've been enabled by God to do. And not that I'm making a, uh, you know, a cult out of our way of eating. I just feel like that this gives us the potential. Um, I feel like, uh, it's something that you're called to do. I feel like it's, you know, it it's it's not that I'm doing it just to see other people benefit. I feel like I'm doing it unto god you know and that's why i try to give it 100 percent. i try to do things that are right i try to make good decisions and be honest and open and you know sometimes overtly open um i I also do it for the people like miss lindy that i had an interview with on my own you know did a video with who has also put in a lot of good work and sharing her story with the world my name is tied to her because of that video now um i do it for somebody i'll call just s um, who was about to have surgery and sent me an email and said, hey, I'm going to delay the surgery and start this, this, this thing that you're talking about because he stumbled upon one of my videos and he did. And last week he lost 17 pounds or somebody I'll call him who wrote me and just said, hey, you know, I just you, you don't know me. I'm, I live not far from you. I've seen one come across one of your videos and I just wanted you to pray for me and my husband. You know, we're struggling and we're trying this thing to see if it'll help him. And he's been struggling for a long time and I feel like it can really help him. Um, all those things, while it may seem so insignificant to other people, I'm just going to send an email, whatever uh, you're getting emails. That's the things that that, that's huge to me, that drives Mm -hmm. me, that keeps me motivated and keeps me going um, to do this. Because if it changes, I don't know when the next intentional carnivore Sean White is going to be out there and see one of these videos. And I might be the only one that can reach them because of something I say or because of my, you know, crazy country accent or because I was a paramedic or because I got a, you know, an Atlanta Braves hat on or, you know, who knows what, what the thing is that reaches them. Mm. But I'm so thankful for the people like Dr. Barry, even Joe Rogan, even Rhonda Patrick, who's not for this way of eating. I'm thankful for her. I'm thankful for her being on that show that day, causing me putting something in my head to make me think and think outside the box. And then it, cause if you change any of those things, who knows if the end results works out the same way, right? Yeah. I'm thankful yeah. for the Dr. Kiltz's who does it, the reverse series. I'm thankful for the Charles Maddox who put the work, you know, a lot of the work yeah. in the Marie Emricks, the um, Tony Hampton's, I, everybody, you know, some of the, you know, I'm thankful for those people who are willing to take, because I know that you face ridicule. I know that you face some of the things, but you don't focus on it. I'm so thankful for that. And that's what I feel like I get to be a part of. And that's what I strive and I enjoy being a part of now.
0: Those words are so inspiring, Sean. And uh, so many people out there are listening and learning that it's possible. Would you go back to adding plants into your diet? Do you think in the future, do you think they're necessary to make us healthy and well, and you're just kind of giving it a little time and losing weight. And what are your thoughts on that? How do you, how, what do you tell?
1: All those do, I, I have been asked by a couple of my people, in you know, that I know from my EMS life to ask me that, you know, I had one call me this past week. Right, so are you going to keep eating like this now, now that you got where you want to be? I'm going to tell you right now, I feel so good I feel amazing. I have. I don't plan on. Not only do I not. Pl- Every once in a while, I will have something that's off plan. You know, as far as carnivore, but it, the next day I'm always back on what I like to eat, and that's ribeye steak with butter and eggs because I feel so good. I don't want that to change, and I and and mm. the not just that I feel good, but I. I think about that, you know, I know if you're, if you're not watching this, it's, you know, like less than a centimeter long. That's about how much I think about food. I don't, I, I do my steak. I do my eggs. I get my butter. I have my little carbonated water drinks. You can't even see it now, but um, same, I, I had those little,
0: same, same.
1: yeah. I had those things and like, that's all I think about. Like I just, I get them. whenever I get hungry, my body sends me a signal and says, Hey, you better put some energy in me. You don't have all that extra you used to have. Uh, I go put some food in and I'm done. Like I don't have, I don't, I feel so good. I don't want to change that up. So no, absolutely not. I do not plan on going back to the standard toxic diet. This being uh, pushed down the throats as some kind of, you know, healthy nutritional guidelines. I don't know who wrote that stuff, but, um, no, I don't plan on ever going back to that way. It, it, I feel way too good.
0: Tell us a little bit about your family and what they think of all of this, and and uh, are they uh, online and practicing it themselves?
1: <laughs> so when I, when I first started, they, we, me and my wife actually sat around and talked about it. You know, uh, I don't know about this whole keto, uh, ketoacidosis stuff. You know, you ketoacidosis, are you crazy? That's horrible. It is not ketoacidosis, obviously. Um, but at the time, you know, you hear those things and you, because things sound the same. Uh, nevertheless, we were very skeptical. My wife didn't think we, you know, just like I didn't think that you could get all the nutrients that you need. We didn't know how it was going to work out in the in the condition that I was in. It, you know, it is neither here nor there. But it's honest questions that people ask. Um, So no, I was at it by myself. My kids didn't eat it. My wife didn't eat it. Nobody I knew ate it. Um, but after a while, you know, after about a year, it's, it's, people started taking notice. And my family was watching me the whole time. They've seen the journey from beginning to end. And so, yeah. about si- about six months ago, my wife decided. You know what? It's time for me to start. So she is. She's never been overweight. She doesn't have health problems. She's not type two diabetic, um, any of those kinds of things. She had some uh, gastric issues and bowel issues, and mm-hmm. those have all been eliminated. And even though she's not overweight, I think she started at like 122 pounds, something like that. Um, she's even she's lost 16 pounds. Um, you know, that was kind of like a side effect for her. She didn't, wasn't in it for that. Um, not just that my mom, my mom started eating mm. like this. My sister-in-law started eating like this, who is a nurse practitioner practicing and able to help some of her people and her patients, um, uh, as well. My brother-in-law started eating like this and every single person in my family that has started watched my journey for about a year and started eating this way and have all, can all testify to the benefits that they've seen. And they're all active in this community as well.
0: The community and the sharing the story. And we, we are storytellers, we human beings. And for infinite years, we told stories that helped us see the possibilities of something better and different. And the the number of people that were carnivore five years ago, I don't know what that number is, but it seems to have gone exponentially higher for sure. And the, the one thing that, and maybe I've asked this, but I just want you to say it again, if you did, what's the one thing you'd say, that has given, given you the most motivation in this journey? Is it your weight loss? Is it your mental clarity? Is your energy? Where would you put it? Uh,
1: the, the The most motivation is the the tra- the, mental 100%. Yeah. the mental transformation, a hundred percent, the mental transformation that I've time. gotten off. This is, is great. And I, so I feel like, so, the-
0: I think this is a very
1: important point, but, but you finish. And then I'm going
0: to, I'm going to ask that a little deeper there
1: i was just gonna say i you know i was just add on that like the weight loss is phenomenal 269 pounds since last april that that's amazing i mean there's i'm it's not that i'm not thankful i am i'm extremely thankful the reversing of the type 2 diabetes That's impossible, right? Except for so many people are are testifying to the same thing that I get to testify to that I my A1C went from almost seven down to 5.2 the last time I had it checked. The non alcoholic fatty liver being gone is amazing. Not having to go get those refills on those medications every month, amazing. Not having uh gout, not necessarily having to sleep with a sleep apnea machine anymore, amazing but not being depressed and debilitated yeah. and and in and, and that mental uh, weightiness every single day of my life. And that rubs off on every other area of your life. It enables you to be a better dad, a better husband. Mm-hmm. It enables you to, uh, it puts you at, at, at baseline where you can thrive and have an optimal life. It's not, I'm not saying that carnivore doesn't, that carnivore will do fix all your problems and do it for you. Cause it won't, it will give you the potential to do it for yourself. It'll give you the ability to do those things.
0: What would you say is the economic benefit of carnivore? Oh. And, and I oh, ask man. that because people say, well, the, the meat, the food costs so much more money, but I'm imagining the suffering and also the, the medications, the doctors and the, all the other drugs, could you comment on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, even, even if you don't account for the doctor visits that I don't have to have, the medications, which is about six medications that I don't have to fill every month, um, compounded over the rest of my life, um, everything on top of it, even if you don't add all those things in, um, and the compounding of it getting worse and causing more body function issues over over time, you uh, I eat for about 17 to 17 to 20 bucks a day. Mm. And when I, and that means a ribeye steak, about two pounds, give or take, uh, about three or four pats of butter, carry gold, butter, and about four or five eggs in the morning with the yolks mixed with butter and, uh, and salt and hot water is how I make them. Um, And I'm full and I mean, maybe a little bit more if you add in some of the bougie water stuff I drink, but that's my splurge. Um, There's no way in the world I would, I would be able to, I I could barely eat one meal on the standard American diet for what I eat all day for now. And the quality and nutrients sustain me so much longer. It's it's, it's no contest.
0: You've removed the poison. I say we've removed the poison. That's the number one. And the, and the, and the, 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 bowel dysfunction that happens, which basically causes leaky gut and then leaky glycocalyx all over our body. That's, that's a crazy mm-hmm. one. So tell us a little bit about, about what you eat in the day. When do you eat mm-hmm. and what do you eat?
1: Okay. So when I get up in the mornings, I don't like, you know, I learned about the Dawn effect, you know, how your sugar, it, your, your natural body, um, stimulation from glucose or whatever that it produces is trying to wake you up in the morning time. So the last thing that I wanted to do was to make, put food into my system, just try to stimulate that anymore. So, I, you know, when I first get up in the morning, I try to get awake and give myself a little bit of time to do that. So usually it's about two hours after I get up, um, two to three hours, somewhere in there. Um, I will have four, four eggs, four to five eggs that my wife will boil them take the yolks out. We'll mix them with butter and hot water, make basically Mm -hmm. deviled eggs, and then put some salt on there. I make about five containers of those and put them in the refrigerator. So I have, you know, the next five days when I get hungry in the mornings, it's ready. All I got to do is go get it and I'm done.
0: So Um, the deviled egg is, are you eating the, the white also? mm
1: -hmm.
0: You're making a deviled egg also. So the, the, the egg yolk with butter and Mm -hmm. salt Anything else in there?
1: Butter, salt, and hot water. And you just mix it up to the consistency that you like. Take a spoon, put it back in there just like a deviled egg. You take about eight, maybe eight of those, put them in a little container, four whole eggs, and you've got five days worth of containers in there. I don't have to think about what I'm eating for my first meal for five days. I just, when I get hungry, if, you know, whatever time that is, I go get it, one of those containers pop it up. I got my eggs. I'm done. I'm on back to doing what I'm doing. And lunch. And then, and then lunch, you know, so I, after that I will kick around, whatever, depending on when I get hungry, usually about two to three o'clock sometime in there. um, I'll go, when I get hungry, I grill four, five or six steaks, you know, ribeye steak. When I go to the meat uh, butcher shop, I'll get the whole rib roast. So it, Mm. you know, 15 to 20 steaks that, give or take. And I have them just cut them all up for me. Uh, you know, it's about 200, 250 bucks somewhere in there. Um, and I got however many meals. So I run out when I get done, I go back to the butcher shop and get a whole nother rib roast, you know? And so I'll grill five at a time. When I get done, I stick them in the fridge. When I want one, I go heat it up. However, the air fryer, or you know, even if you got to use the microwave, whatever works. I mean, mm. um, and I don't have to think about that meal either. Add some butter and salt and I'm done. Do you worry about grass fed, grain
0: fed or pasture raised or any of those sort of things?
1: Honestly, I don't. I haven't I have never heard a a good enough argument from anybody. And I mean, I'm sure there's somebody that can sit down and and take some algorithm from somebody thought up, you know, from someone who had a lot more time than I have um, to do that. And if that's if you could afford grass fed, grass finished well like like some of the people say panda massage, you know, <laughs> boozy stuff, like by all means, go get it my yeah. friend, okay. you know. But nice. honestly, I, I I try to eat what I can afford. I try to eat what I feel what I'm comfortable with and it doesn't have to be all that. You know, I eat ground beef a lot during this time. Um, you know, sitting there on a Weber grill with some charcoal or wood and grilling some ground beef up and having hamburger patties. I mean, it it doesn't have to be all that. So yeah, I don't, I don't give a lot of thought to that. I don't give a lot of, you know, and it hadn't really affected me whatsoever. I'm not real sure that I've had anything grass fed more than a handful of times. It just tastes different to me, but, um, to each his own, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Are there any particular questions that I haven't asked?
1: Hmm the only thing that I could think of that I would want to ask um, is where do you, where do I want to see this, this whole thing going in the next five Hmm. years? and, it's it's probably not gonna be that popular of an answer, to be quite honest with you. I hope in the next five years we're all out of a job and YouTube, you know, can't can't even run carnivore influencers because so many people got a hold of it. So many people changed their life that everybody knows about it, nobody's hopeless, and the world is a completely different place than what you see right now. So that's probably the only thing that I that I want to know, you know, and I know that. Um, from from speaking with you and being in your group man that's where your heart's at you want to see people influence people change that's your mission not just that but man you i i'll never get it I, i'm always inspired by you it's not just carnivore with you you're helping people bring life into the world you mm-hmm. know that with the fertility stuff so it's more than one level and so many others out there too but that's that's kind of where i want to see it man i'm always always honored you know to to get in touch. And I feel the hearts of these people that are in this community and helping spread this message. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to see the, the world. Uh, I want to see us out of a job here pretty soon because so many people got it. Will it happen? I don't know, but we're not going to shut up till it does.
0: Let's keep the vision and keep doing the work and have the faith each and every day.
1: Every day. Every day. my friend. It,
0: Are there every any particular day. questions that I know we already did an interview that you uh, maybe want to ask me? In
1: this mm. process. Oh man, if you, I guess I would turn that around as, as to you as well. Is there anything else that you would like if if you could implement one thing that to see it uh, expedite the process of what we're doing to be more effective? What would it be? In mm. in, in our community what would you like to see in the carnivore keto ketovore community, whether it be for you to do or for all of us together as influencers, whatever that is.
0: All right. My vision is, is, and I talked to Carrie from Homestead. How
1: yeah, I actually watched Amazing,
0: and, 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 and uh, he spoke about you by the way, and, and uh, he's working on putting a, uh, documentary uh, together, interviewing uh, so many people that have the story to tell. And so I always envision the the environment where we're all sharing the story. And it's just the expanse of this. It just keeps going like this and this. This is exponential and that 1 to 2 to 4 to 8 to 16, 32. It just keeps on going. And the lions return. And when you realize that we are lions, we're not sheep and the propaganda that we've been given and that there's enough of us out there that are sharing just a simple story that you did such a simple thing that you eliminated eating plants and you focused on eating animal products and you focused on the fat. and, And I say the focused on the faith also. Maybe that's another part about this journey that I see how critical and important it is for God to be at the forefront of the story for all of us and have faith. And I look in each and every one of us. It's not religion, it's just belief in the highest power that's within all of us. and and I oh, think and- it, I feel like it's coming. That's what I feel like. And again, as I talk to more people and more of us communicate and connect, it's like, wow, that expands thing and so I see the book, the movie, the the, the podcast, all of it, where we're just going like this and everyone is sharing with only one intention to, to bring and share it to another
1: person. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I tell people all the time on my channel, I say, there's only two things that changed my life, carnivore diet and Jesus. And, yeah. and, and honestly, the, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So those are the two things that have made me new. Jesus and the carnivore diet, and I'm I'm 100% convinced that if it did what it did for me, it can do it. It's gonna it do the same thing for you. And if there's somebody out there that sees this interview, hears this podcast, and you're sitting on the fence, today is your day, my friend. There's no better day than the day to get started. Don't make the excuses. Don't kick that can down the road. taken from somebody who did, I wish I had known about this 25 years ago. And so today can be your day too. It's not just exclusive to us. It's not just exclusive to me to next year, about this time, you could be having the same exact story. Um, but today gotta be your day.
0: And by, by joining in and listening, and this is the part that I think is critical is the more you listen and watch the stories, your brain begins to, to, to make the molecular changes that will then give you the motivation to jump off the fence and know that you will either unfurl the wings or you will stand on solid ground and you will move forward. And I believe absolutely as you've spoken is that Jesus Christ, Mohammed, Moses, Buddha, whatever that thing is for you. But I'm a Jesus Christ uh, aficionado because he's got the word, love and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. non-judgment, and stand still and know that God is within all of us essentially. And that's it. So how did you come sure. up with the intentional carnivore? Where did uh, where did that one sort of fall out of the sky and into your into your beautiful, right. amazing hands?
1: So absolutely, and th- there again, we have to go back to Jesus because I was actually I was listening to a study um, online on YouTube uh, by a, a preacher. Um, it's called Walking the Text. Brad Gray. It's online, um, and he go, he was given a teaching on Jesus, and he you know he made mention. Um, that Jesus was intentional. And Jesus, whenever he was on mission, every time he pulled away from the crowd, it seems like he was doing a great work. Well, why didn't God just keep doing a great work? He pulled away so that he could fellowship with God. He touched people and healed people. You know, everything, everywhere that you see him while he was on earth, he was intentional about what he was doing. And so that kind of got me to thinking that like, Those of us who call ourselves believers, the Bible says that we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if we want to be enabled to do things that are in and outside of our power, if we want to call ourselves believers and say that we're living the faith and represent what we say we represent, that means that Jesus lives in us. Well, if Jesus is intentional and showed us that while he was here, if he lives in us, then we've kind of have to be intentional as well. Right. So that's kind of where the intentional came from. And and I want to be intentional about what I'm doing. I don't want it to be by accident. I am, I was born a carnivore. I just didn't realize it until I became intentional about eating this way. And I feel like if we don't have a plan, if we don't have any direction, if we don't have any guidance, We're going to end up wherever society, wherever the world, wherever, whatever blows us. We have to have a plan. We have to be intentional, whether that be with our diet, whether that be with our spiritual relationship with Christ, whether that be our relationships with anybody else. No matter what we do in this life, we will see much better success, much better progress. And I'm 100 percent convinced that we can change the world by living intentionally and living with intentionality.
0: You've heard it from the intentional carnivore, Sean White. Sean, how do we find you?
1: You can find me on uh, YouTube right here, uh, Intentional Carnivore. Uh, I'm glad to have you uh, come join with us a little bit. Sub to the channel, watch the videos. You can get in a private group on Facebook. It's the Carnivorous Community. It doesn't matter whether you eat Keto Carnivore or uh, Ketovore. We got people that know each one of those things that try to help guide people and, and, and help people in there. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram as well. And I have a Twitter that we I stream to every once in a while too, but it's Intent Carnival on there because for some reason, Elon won't let me put my full name on there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to change, I'm sure. So, But thank you so much for sharing today. Much gratitude and a blessing uh, to you. And uh, we're all so blessed to have you share your story because it's so critical so the sheep can come back to the, la- to the lion's side. And and that is that is it. You're right. We're born lions, and Jesus is a lion, and will always be a lion. And Jesus is within all of us, and He's the inspiration for for each and every one of us. So God bless you, my friend. It was so great to talk to you, and I look forward to us uh, chatting again. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations, hosted by me, Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkilts.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.